Now, by now, you've probably heard of ChatGPT. It's the artificial intelligence bot which can answer questions, write essays, summarize documents, and uh, write softwares. All, all you need to do is give it uh, some index words, phrases, and sentences. It can write news articles, information summaries. In fact, it'll probably write the intro to this radio segment as well. Now, imagine if you asked this bot to write you a craft beer recipe. Well, over at Whistle Buoy Brewery, they actually did. The Victoria Brewery is making beer using an AI-generated recipe. Joining us now is Isaiah Archer, marketing director and co-owner of Whistle Buoy Brewing. Isaiah, thank you for joining us. Hello, Jess. Thanks for having me. So how did this come about, this, this, uh, this recipe? Who came up with the idea? Yeah, so this just came up uh, through pure curiosity between myself and our brewer, Matt. Uh, he's one of my business partners as well. We just, like a lot of people, had had recently heard about the technology and we're playing around with it in our spare time, um, sort of just prompting it, you know, to, to do little tasks for us and see what it would come up with. Um, a couple of things we tried getting it to do were like writing captions for social media or or like a product description for our website. And then while we were uh, doing that, we, we decided to ask it to, to write a beer recipe for us. And uh, instantly it created a recipe that actually seemed usable, which was uh, sort of how this all came about. Uh, what were the parameters when you asked it to, to make you a beer recipe? Were there specific words you used, a specific type of beer you wished to see? Yeah, so we, as we were planning out our beer schedule for the next, I guess, two months, uh, we wanted to uh, fit a hazy pale ale into the lineup. So we knew we were going to be making a beer, um, a hazy pale ale of some description. And so we just uh, thought, let's let's ask ChatGPT and see what it comes up with. So we said, uh, please write us a recipe for a hazy pale ale, fluffy and tropical. And uh, so those are the parameters, and it came back with something quite specific for us that we actually did end up using for the beer. So fluffy and tropical, they're hazy, pale ale. That's, that, you haven't said a lot there. I mean, you gave it some, some basic parameters. And when you got the recipe, like, were you shocked? If, uh, would it take very long for it to give you a recipe, or is it pretty quick? Um, I don't know if you've used it yourself, but it kind of has a little thinking, thinking, sort of icon uh but then the whole thing was probably in front of us in about 10 seconds so uh (laughs) normally it takes us a lot longer than that suffice to say to um actually you know think about a recipe and, and get get it all figured out so yeah it was it was incredibly fast and um were you uh uh when you say it when when if you were to do it uh, between yourself, your brewer, and as colleagues, how long would it take to come from an inception to, you know, experimenting a little bit and then coming in with a final recipe that works for you where you can make it and market it? How, what's the timeline generally to come up with a recipe that works? Yeah, so our brewery, uh, we are uh, very experimental in nature. We're a taproom brewery, so we're we're always coming out with new products Every week, almost, we're launching a new beer, so we do have a pretty um, a pretty good rhythm to you know uh, conceiving uh, different beers and, and writing recipes and launching them. Uh, it would take a couple of hours for our our head brewer Matt to to write the recipe. Usually, we'll play around with like some concepts and ideas, and then he'll uh, he'll start uh, getting going. And yeah, it, it would be it would be a number of hours for sure. What what did this 
uh, hazy pale ale that you said was fluffy and tropical. Uh, I, I get what you're asking it. How did it taste for yourself, who is a marketing director and co-owner of, of Whistle Buoy Brewing? What did it taste like when you when you first tasted, tasted it? Yeah, so we tried the beer um, about a week before we launched it, just to, as we try every beer. And uh, there's a quality control element that all breweries have. You want to be sure that you're putting out a product that you're proud of. And it was hitting all the marks uh, that, we, you know, the, the standards that we're looking for as far as uh, the, uh, the, the aromas that uh, we sort of seek from the hops that we're using and uh, the mouthfeel and sort of the, the way that the beer actually looks in the glass and, uh, you know, percentage and, and uh, devoid of off flavors that you, you wouldn't want in your beer. So uh, all those things were uh, basically checked off and, and we were pretty happy with the way it tasted. And then we released it uh, last Friday to the public and so far, we've had a lot of positive feedback from our customers. So um, it's more important what they think, I think. What do you call it? Yeah, so this one's called Robo Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Hazy Pale Ale. Um, to do what you do, uh, to come up with a recipe, to, to experiment, you know, you're a craftsman. Uh, in the sense that you, longer you do something, you become really good at it. It comes from experience. It comes from knowledge. It comes from a certain passion, um, and it's and it could be your profession. It could be carpentry. Uh, it, it could be being a talk show host. Whatever your passion and uh, is is in life, uh, that's how you become good at it. You keep doing it over and over again. When you look at ChatGPT and what it was able to give you in mere seconds, uh, do you see jobs being lost over the long term? I mean, if, if it can give to you in a few seconds a decent recipe that your customers seem to like, that is very scary to a certain degree. For sure. I think there's a lot of things to look out for here, and there's a lot of implications with technology like this. Um, I think for us, we generally are curious about new technology and sort of understand that uh, this is, you know, publicly available all over the world. So people are going to use it. Um, so I think there's definitely, it's good to have a, a healthy skepticism about, you know, uh, where this could lead. That being said, I think for our business, I'll just speak for ourselves. Um, it, it's just another tool that we have at our disposal. And, you know, we've all been using tools like Google and uh, I mean there's there's technology everywhere and every modern brewery that uh, doesn't necessarily replace humans it um, makes our jobs more efficient in some ways and um, but yeah it's really important to be clear about why you're using the technology uh, if you're trying to get it to think for you then I think that's dot that's not the intended use and it's not a, a healthy way to interact with it but um, if you know, I think it's it's probably here to stay and, and it's going to become a lot more advanced uh, in the very near future. So uh, to be able to understand it and, and learn about what it can do and what it can't do and all these things is, is more just sort of like a, a curiosity for us. It's certainly not something that we're going to be uh, adopting into uh, our regular routine, but um, we thought it was an interesting thing that 
um, is part of modern life. So we thought we'd give it a try. Are you going to be doing more of these? I mean, obviously most of what you do there is is concocted and put together by human beings. But if it's a hit with uh, your customers, the first uh, batch of RoboBeer, can we expect a yearly RoboBeer or seasonal RoboBeer from ChatGPT? It's totally possible. I don't want to commit to that uh, right now. Uh, one of the, the great things about what we do is we, we are able to constantly come up with new recipes and release new beers um, and, you know, dreaming those ideas up and experimenting with different ingredients is something we love to do um, on a regular basis. Last year we released an NFT beer, oh. uh, but, and that was a lot, you know, that was before all the, all the current woes that we've seen in sort of the crypto space. <laughs> yes. um, and, and if we were to do that now, I think uh, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. But at the time, it was sort of similarly, we, we were just curious about the technology, so we gave it a shot. So I think this is uh, probably a similar idea that right now, uh, this technology is, is now available, and, and we think it's interesting to, to play with and learn, learn about. And we'll see what the landscape's like next year. And I think for us, it's about remaining curious and, and um, just trying, trying new things. Isaiah, thanks for your time today. Thanks very much for having me.